The guys behind the From Corner to Corner podcast are diving deep into Montgomery County High School sports with the Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. Join us as we talk local high school athletics with your local coaches. Whether you're a student athlete or a screaming fan, this is the place to turn to get the inside scoop before the next big game. And now, it's time for the show with Sean Kuyper, Neil Payne, Adam Muncy, and Wes Crouch. And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner, Coach's Corner, presented by Community Trust Bank. Your friends in banking. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. This week, it is Sean, Neil, and Wes, and we are uh, joined by Coach Caba, the boys' football coach. Coach, what are... I mean, but that would suggest that we have a girls' football team. (laughs) Hey, can he just be the football coach? It might be coming. According to Austin last week, but girls can come out and play. We are in the type of world now that girls do play football. That's true. But anyways, coach, welcome back to the show. (laughs) Thanks for having me today. So big week, right? So we're recording this on Tuesday. This will drop on Thursday, and you're at this point less than two days away from the season opener. Are you excited? Oh, we're very excited. You know, it. uh, We've been. Grinding at this for about six weeks already here with uh, of all our preseason stuff, and we went through our scrimmage last week, and you know it was one of those days where the kids came out and they just weren't quite mentally prepared for that because it's uh, n- another scrimmage. Uh, yeah. So we're looking forward to here having uh, an opportunity to go against somebody else live, and you know put a, put some uh, points on the board so we have a winner and a loser. Yeah, and and it's McGoffin County that's coming, right? Yes, it is in McGoffin County. Okay. It uh, is my alma mater. That's what that's what we've heard. Yep, that's so what this I graduated is like the ex girlfriend then, right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. Uh, there are some uh, some players there that uh, you know I played with their parents, um, so it's going to be a kind of a homecoming. I already got a text this morning from uh, one of my receivers in high school there, and he was like, "I'm going to be there a little early. Are you going to be have time to come talk to me?" I'm like. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> After the game, we can, but not before. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad that you that you talked about McGoffin County. You know, playing that first game of the season is always tough because nobody really has seen each other yet. You know, there might be some scrimmage tapes out there. So, but basically, you're basing it off last year's videos and hearsay from people. Obviously, you have a pretty good connection there to McGoffin, so you probably, but. How do you prepare for an opponent that way? And so, two, two parts. One, how do you prepare for you know, especially the week one opponent that way? And then, what's something that that McGoffin does really well that that you guys are going to have to make sure that you stop, especially on offense? Uh, one of the first things of trying to get prepared for the first game of the season. Uh, you know, in college when I was in there, you didn't have scrimmages. You didn't get films from right. any other uh, opponents. You had last year's film, and that's what you went off. Uh, so it's about keeping it basic and simple. Uh, everything that you would do offensively or defensively, you got to have rules, and it's all about applying your rules. Uh, so whatever they throw at you, you're prepared for. It. Right. Uh, keep it basic and simple, stupid. Really, right. is the best right. way to think about that. Uh, what they did last year, um, they had a quarterback number two that, that ran the ball, and they put him back there the second half of the season, and he ran around and he he created some wins for him. He he made some uh, some big gains in some of those. Right now, I th- believe they have them uh, at wide receiver, and they got a uh, sophomore quarterback in there. So some of the things that I'm hearing doesn't quite match up with last year's film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and going off of the film that we have from the scrimmages, he lined up at wide receiver. He was not the quarterback. So, you know, you got to take it in stride. You don't right. know what's going to happen. So uh, as long as we prepare, prepare for what we can do, uh, then we'll be prepared for this game. It's very possible that you could see him hop in that backfield at some point throughout the game. Yeah, it's very easy. You know, they showed on on film that they're a you know a four wide set, but <laughs> they could easily come in on the first game and be in a wishbone set with three right. backs in the backfield and double tight ends. Right. So uh, that's why you want to keep it basic and make sure that everybody knows what the rules and assignments are, uh, no matter how they line up against you. So that's truly one of those situations where okay, we know what you do or we know what you've done, but week one especially, 
we're going to do what we do, and we're going to we're and and we're going to do our best to put points up and do our best to stop you. But you know, because you you know you're really kind of. I mean, you probably don't show a whole lot in scrimmages, right? Because you know those videos are out there. Yeah, so you, you know so, those videos are being uh, shared by, with all the coaches and all that stuff. Right, so, so you are selective on what you try to put on uh, on film. Right, I mean, probably not because it would take a lot, but that, that whole four-wide set in scrimmages could totally be a facade. Like, it's just them trying something out fancy to see how it works. Yeah, I mean, it, it easily could be. You never yep. know. So, you know, I, I think back to the first episode uh, when you joined us, prior to practice season, right? We had you on before you had started doing that. One of the things you talked about coming out of last year and your focus in this year was hitting the weight room, getting these guys stronger on the line of scrimmage because you 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 basically said that you either A, could move a line, or B, couldn't move the line, and that was one of your biggest focuses on both sides of the ball. Do you feel more confident that you've got the guys now kind of where you want them to be in that to where – you might be able to move that line of scrimmage a little bit easier. I do. Uh, you know, we have we're going to be young up front. Uh, we knew that going into it. We lost the 19 seniors from last year. Yeah. Uh, and there's at times there was five of those starters were the seniors at offensive line. So we knew we we're going to have to replace some of those guys. And a weight room for us was going to be huge. And so we put an emphasis on that. And I will tell you that the strength gains that they've had when we started from the end of the season until uh, at the end of the school year when we did our uh, evaluations and all that stuff with those players, we, on average, we were just right around 200 pounds uh, increase on our squat max, and we were right just under 150 pounds uh, increase on our uh, bench max. Wow. So, you know, our kids took it to heart, and it's, it's showing right now. Uh, you know, we are going to be young. we got a, uh, two juniors, uh, two sophomores, and then one senior who doesn't have very much experience on the offensive line. So, uh we, we're going to have to be able to move people around, and with if they can take what we've done in the off season and transfer it to the football field, which has happened so far, uh, we'll be able to set the line of scrimmage, and that's an important part to be able to win some ball games, especially later in the year. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you talked about you know the weights and and, and all the things through camp and through your two scrimmages, right? Yes, we have had two. Um, what is the strength of our team? Like, what what is something that you've seen at this point, and you can be like, "Yep, that's a strength of ours." Uh, definitely uh, number two, Harrison Harris. Uh, Harrison, uh, he uh, is a wide receiver. Uh-huh. He he made plays last year. Uh, so a strength of ours is just get him the ball as quickly as possible in space, and he's going to make people miss. Yeah. Uh, the Rockcastle County game, uh, he got a. A uh, little hitch pass, and you know he had someone on him, and and he did a little uh, spin move and got away from that, and somebody came and hit him, and then he spun out of that, and all of a sudden he goes for about forty yards. Yeah, uh, he's got some acceleration, he's got some uh, elusiveness, so we've got to be able to get him the football in space, and that'll be a positive for us. So nice on defense, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, keep him in front of you. Right, right, right. <laughs> if you can keep him in front of you and not across that white line, that right. the goal line, you're doing well. Right. You feel really good about your chances then. Yes, we do. <laughs> Rule number one, keep them in front of you. Rule number two, don't let them score. <laughs> do these things, we can win some ball games. Well, so on the flip side of that question, have there been any young guys or guys that didn't see much or any varsity experience last year that have really stepped up that you're like, wow, this kid could play a big role for us this year? Uh, yeah, we've had a couple of them. Uh, our, our quarterback, he transferred in from us uh, to us from Great Crossing. Uh, his dad was a, a coach there at Great Crossing, and uh, he is now on staff here as a teacher employer at the school district. And so he's not had any varsity time. So and to see how much he is taking care of the football when we're you know we're trying to throw the ball quite a bit as much as we can, right? And uh, having a freshman or a sophomore like that, it, it seeing what he did. Um, I think the last three series it was, he was in, he threw for two touchdown passes, and oh, wow. he, uh, I think he was like six for six. So being able for him to get the ball out and to our, our playmakers out of space and, and just make the proper decisions and not not do too much. Right. I mean, you know, I, I know in the games that we watched last year, I mean, throwing the ball was a big part of, of the offense on that part of it. and. I mean, that's kind of where the game is going now, right? If you can throw the football, that's what you want to be able to do. There's so many 
these players are, are just growing up that way, right? I mean, it used to be just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and it's it's just not like that anymore. Now, no. I know there are a lot of teams that do do that because that's the only thing they can do. But, you know, once they get to college, I mean, running the ball is obsolete, and then pros, I mean, <laughs> we know where we're at with the pros right now. They're, they're not even wanting to pay the running backs. So they just want to use them for three or four years and move on to the next one. Yeah, that's one of the things that when I played for my dad in McGoffin County, that uh, he was a guy that liked to throw the ball. Um, when he was a, a college coach, a, a junior college up in Minnesota, uh, they set the the national record for passing, and it's just something that he did. When yeah. he came down here to McGoffin County, I mean, we called it fast break football. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things that you get a lot of the athletes are playing basketball, and they're not used to that just – Pounding ground, uh, pounding grounded at three yards type thing, and so yeah. it's like uh, all of a sudden they got a different different feeling. It's just like fast break uh, basketball, but we're going to play football with that. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up getting several of those basketball players out, and you know we were throwing the ball for over three hundred yards a game in high school. That was way 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 many moons ago. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say that out loud, but <laughs> um, and there was only like three teams that were really throwing the ball. Everybody else was just run, run, run. Yeah. Well, and, you know that was. Back when you know, and and it's still the case, you know, to some extent today. But you know, the whole Jimmys and Joes, you know, you, know, you can talk X's and O's all you want to, but you know, it, it comes down to Jimmys and Joes. Uh, if my guys are better than your guys, and and the way that was shown a lot of times is that we would dominate you on the offensive line, and I had a, a bruising back that I would turn around and hand it off to seventy five times, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna kill the clock, we're gonna we're gonna beat you up. And we're going to continue to run it down your throat, and it's your job to stop us. Uh, and you know, so now it's it's you know the emphasis has shifted. You talked about your young guys. You you know you wanted to have a you still want to have a strong line, but now it's about getting the ball out quick, getting it to your playmakers, letting the people with the talent and the skills and the ability to make the place. Yeah, one of the things I've always preached is if you're throwing the ball on your your hitches and your outs, it's under five yards. That's just an extension of your run game. Yeah, it's it's what it is. I mean, you're not throwing the ball downfield, right? Uh, so for us, part of that run game is the the quick three step and you know, the hitches, the outs, and all that stuff. So, and it just gets those playmakers out in space right. where they can do something with it. So right. you're talking about the, the Jimmys and the Joes, right? If, if you have that one dog out there, right. get him the ball as quickly as possible against one on one and let him do something, right? We don't need to take the t- chances of throwing the ball thirty yards downfield and. You know, it's a 50-50 ball. Right. Well, and, you know, and you look at, you know, these run-heavy offenses, everybody knows you're going to run it. So you have, you know, I mean, you're already in a in a hole, essentially, because your guys having to run uphill. You know, you could get – you you can get side to side, but there's still guys there, too. So at least, you know, playing those quick routes and quick passes – you're getting your guys a lot of times in one-on-one situations, so yeah. th- so they're able to make those plays. Um, and one thing I've noticed with some of the high schools uh, that we've played and, and scrimmaged is, you know, they'll bring eight guys in the box, and yeah. they're just they're just gonna go after you, yeah, and say, "Go ahead and throw it and see what happens." Because and, and they're inviting you to do right. That. So it it doesn't do any good if you're you know you have two backs in the backfield and you have seven people yeah. and they have eight in the box. Yeah, you right right from the beginning you've lost the numbers. Yep. Uh, so it's telling you to go somewhere else with the football. Right. Well, and I think that kind of plays off what you were saying, Sean, is that so many people are still in that. I mean, yes, the passing game has has improved, but how many teams around that will play take that pass heavy offense approach uh, as opposed to the the run heavy offense? If you look around this uh, bordering around our area, not many. They're yeah. all about you know running. Right. Uh, you know. Well, we've uh, played Powell and JV, and they came over and did some seven-on-seven stuff with us, and they're like, we're going to try some stuff out because we want to throw the ball a little bit more. <laughs> so, you know, but they, they were effective with what they did, and yeah. they just lined up. And I, I call it the old uh, uh, flying V of the Mighty Ducks. Right. Where it's just kind of a wedge, and yeah. that's what they would do. So Yeah. Well, and, and some of those teams I'm sure are going to be on our schedule this year that are the, the run-heavy type stuff. So it's even – you, you mentioned a while ago about the sophomore quarterback taking care of the ball. It's even that much more important that he takes care of the ball when you've got a pass-heavy offense versus that run-heavy because what you don't want is that quick three and out or the quick turnover. 
and leave your defense on the field against a team that's just run, 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 run. Because the one thing that'll do is it's going to wear your defense out, and then you're forcing yourself to throw the ball even more, and then you get yourself in trouble, right? So it's a yeah. it's that little bit of balance there that you're trying to to keep keep going perfectly. It's the Chip Kelly kind of experiment type of thing. Yeah. When he was out in Oregon, they ended up playing for that national championship game. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of three and outs. Yeah. But there's a lot of times where, you know, throughout the regular season that they had one or two plays and they were scoring. <laughs> yeah. uh, and their that defense, was a fun offense to watch. <laughs> yeah. And their defense was, you know, giving up 35 points a game, yeah. uh, which would drive our defense coordinator crazy. Um, but their philosophy was, you know, we're going to press the tempo, we're going to stretch the field, and at the end of the day – as long as we win, it doesn't matter what the score is. I mean, wasn't it like an average of like 19 seconds per play, I think, is what his goal yeah, was? Pretty quick, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you can see that did not work in the NFL. He tried it in the NFL. But that's the offense that you see in, in college pretty much now. It's all fast-paced yeah, like yeah. that. Tennessee fan right over here, you know, that, <laughs> that that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't throw that out there. But, uh, I am not a Tennessee fan. <laughs> But apparently, I'm gonna have but to if be we at tell some them, point or another. If we tell enough people about it, they'll believe it. I mean, we'll get to the point that they'll start buying you Tennessee gear, oh, God, which we've said, my. you know, that'll. Oh, jeez, perception is reality. It is. It is. <laughs> no, oh, my but, goodness. And, and so, you know, I, I get that part. And the good part about you know the getting those passes out if to the you know the quick routes and stuff like that. If you get the right blocking, I mean, a three yard pass. I mean, we talked about it with about uh, Justin Fields on the main on the Saturday show. Um, it's like he was three for three. All three passes were behind the line of scrimmage, 129 yards and two touchdowns, because two of those passes wound up just they just took off and ran down the field on them. Yeah, I mean that it, doesn't always work that way, but that's great if it does. No, but if you go back to the Hell Mummy UK, yeah. Uh, they threw the ball for four hundred yards a game and all that stuff. Yeah. But if you go back and actually watch film and see how many passes they threw past three yards, Craig field, East. They just was, got him the ball yep. at the line of scrimmage yep. or a little bubble behind the line of scrimmage. Well, and, and that's what Wondell Robinson did with with uh, Levis two years ago. Yes. So I mean that was th- that's the thing, right? It's an extension of your extension of your run game, which is right. so. So what? So you so you you look. You look at McGoffin County, we talked about him offensively, and we talked about number two um, that lined up at quarterback last year, and now he's lining up at wide receiver. What do they do defensively? Uh, they are lining up in a three-man front, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a little bit different than what we've seen the last uh, couple scrimmages. Then they behind it, it's it's kind of unique. They have a, kind of a 3-3, three, 3-5 three, three, stack type of thing, but they're going to use two safeties, one safeties. Uh they're going to put one of their safeties at 19 yards, and as soon as the ball snapped, he's backpedaling to 24, 25 yards. So yeah. it's it's not the traditional defense that you're normally used to seeing on that. Uh, so our whole thing is that we're going to have to be able to take advantage of where they line up. If they're going to line up people way back, we right. need to get the ball underneath and run the ball. So it's almost like they do like a modified prevent defense. Or yeah. Like <laughs> but there's center field out there. <laughs> right. But they're also going to bring pressures with that too. Yeah. So you got to kind of realize where the pressure is coming from and, you know, what I've always said is a quarterback, throw it where they ain't. Right, right, right. <laughs> if the they're holes. coming from that area, throw right where they came from. Right, and if they're and, and if they're backing up that far, like they're giving you, yeah. they're giving you room. Yep, so, keep it underneath. So, so I guess, uh, and to piggyback off what you said earlier, I guess you're going to have a lot of teams that play you this year that are going to, like, okay, well you may beat us, but you're going to have to throw the ball. So they're like they're going to welcome you to throw the ball. Yeah, it's it's a philosophy of a lot of coaches that you know we're going to. And I'll say this, when I was a defense coordinator up in New York, uh, we ended up becoming one of the best uh, defense in junior college. We ran the old Buddy Ryan 4-6 Bear. Yeah. Duh, Bears. Duh, Bears. <laughs> and we had two lockdown corners, and we let them play. And it was, if you can get time for the quarterback to throw it and, yeah. and make a good throw, then you got us. Yeah. But – you're not going to beat us with the run game, <laughs> right? Well, so let's say that let's say let's say McGoffin does a good job of of you know shutting down the pass. What like do we have the ability to run the ball? We do. Uh, okay. So we he said of, that quick. He did. <laughs> we kind of put it together uh, a Chip Kelly type of thing where mm-hmm. it's the old school triple option and the new school formations. Okay. Uh, so the base part is going to be your your inside uh, zone stuff, and you're going to be able 
reduce one person out of the box. So we're not going to block one defense alignment at all times. Yeah. And then if the quarterback gets that read and heaps the ball, he's reading the next level, the second level defender. Okay. So the old school triple option, right. but it's in the new school type of way. Nice. Uh, and it doesn't always have to be a uh, uh, a pitch to a running back. Yeah. You know, you have the the post snap bubbles and the quick faces. Right. You're going to throw wide receivers, um, but you're also it's a you know inside run play first. Right. So that sounds much more enjoyable to play in an offense like that, where you at any time you have the potential as a you know as one of your uh, skill guys that you could get the ball as opposed to the traditional we're just going to line up and run it and you know you come out and you're the coach looks at you and be like you're a wide receiver and you're like oh great i'm not ever touching the ball <laughs> like the like uh, the old uh, georgia tech right? yeah it's um i mean it's like derrick henry right? right just give him the ball a hundred times a game he's gonna he's gonna score 14 14 touchdowns and run for eight thousand yards right um so I mean, it sounds like you got a lot of confidence on this sophomore quarterback coming in because I mean, this could be some some, some complex stuff going on there for him. I wouldn't say it's necessarily that I've got that you know everything's on this quarterback there. You know, yeah. it, the the system is designed to make it easy for a quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, we've we've been repping up five different quarterbacks in there. Okay. So you know, it's one of those that you know when you're doing the option, it's could easily he gets knocked out for a series or anything like that and the next guy's got to come in right yeah but it when we kind of started going through and diving into it this past spring and we were like okay what can we sustain here for a long time well we're gonna have some athletes yeah and you find a good athlete and put him at quarterback yeah right and, and then you know and you find some people around him on that and uh, you make it to where there's always a read in it and then you don't have to block everybody. Yeah. You're not playing 11 on 11. It's at that point you're playing 9 on uh, 11 for, versus their 9 cuz we're not blocking two of those guys. Yeah. And whatever they do we're going to do just the opposite of it. Yeah. Right, is he is he fairly confident running the ball out of that uh, option type form? I mean is he quick or I mean, you know. Yeah, he's I mean he's a good You're not athlete. having me running the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I'm not running the ball. No, he's he's a good athlete and you know if he gets in open space and you know, but at the same time, and we're going to tell him that, hey, if if you're there and you've got ten yards and you've got two guys coming at it, go ahead and take, go slide. Yeah, take it. You know, take it down. Don't take an extra hit. You don't yeah, need to. Right. So. Yeah. So you all got a new district this year. You're very excited about that. I was, I, uh, <laughs> as opposed to the district that we've played in for several years, uh, it shapes up to be more favorable for us. Uh, what did tell tell us about that district and t- tell us about what you what you expect from those teams? Uh, I'll kind of. Look at the whole season first before I go into okay. the history part of it. Uh, I had an opportunity to set up a schedule. And my, ho- my whole goal was we need to have 10 games that at the end of the day that we compete in all 10 games. Right. Uh, I, you know, I feel bad for the, the last couple of classes that went through here. They had games going into the season where it was just like, how bad is it going to be? Right. Frederick um, Douglass. Yeah. And you just have your, your little small minimum goals. You know, I think about last right. year when we played Douglas. We set a goal offensively to score double digits because yeah. nobody got more than nine points against them. Yeah. And in the fourth quarter, we scored a second touchdown. And you thought we won the Super Bowl <laughs> because it was a, a goal that we right. had in place. And, you know, that was great to see those kids go towards that and try to get to that. But at the end of the day, we want to try to win ball games right, too. Sure, so right. uh, it was trying to get all ten games that at the end of, the, end of each game we knew we could compete yeah. and have a tr- chance to win. Uh and it was kind of favorable favorable when the KHSAA came out and said, you know what, this is going to be your district. Yeah. It could have gone a lot of ways. It could have. <laughs> you know, we could have been in the same district with uh, Woodford County and Scott County, and yeah. it would have been kind of the same same boat there. Right. And then all of a sudden you got six teams up in northern Kentucky. Yeah. I was sitting there like, well, we, we might get Highlands in, you know. Right. Some of those other teams there that are, are pretty good. Right. <laughs> so we didn't know how it was going to go, and it kind of came out in our favor, and you know, kind of went back to what it used to be in yep. in the you know I say early you know the two thousands, early two thousand tens, and those schools are more along the lines of our type of school. Right. When you talk start about population, the type of uh, kids, the type of towns that are around, so it, it's a better matchup for us than yep. that. Uh, and then you know when you look at their records over the last couple of years, it, it's pretty good that uh you know we're going to go in those games and have an opportunity to compete right and i'm not going to say we're going to sit here and win right you know and against all those teams but it we may end up going three and oh we may go on three we just don't know how it's going to play but right. 
going into that game, we know we have an opportunity to win that ball game. Right. So, and, and, and I mean, as a coach, as an athlete, that's really all you can ask for is that, you know, we have a chance to win this. I mean, you know, you talked about Douglas last year and you, and you all scored that second touchdown and, and put up double digits on them. You didn't ever think that you were going to beat Frederick Douglas. You know, it's one of those I mean, stranger things, things have happened. Yeah. Uh, it was going into last season, There, you know, we had three games. We had uh, Great Crossing, mm-hmm. we had Scott County, and then we had Douglas. Yeah. We had Great Crossing first. And our the kids here did not have a lot of success against them over the past. Yeah. But that's where, you know, I came from. My daughter graduated from school there. So yeah. I knew what they had and what they didn't have. Yeah. And I knew, and still to this day, that's the one that gets away. I, I just it drives me nuts because we could have won that ball game. Yeah. And you know our kids weren't quite ready to believe they could. Right. Uh, that whole week, that it was play this play, and it doesn't matter what happened, but just play this play to the best of your ability. Right. And the kids played that way, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're we're driving down there to to tie it up. Uh, and then, you know, we have a, a dumb penalty right. that backed us up and uh, ended up missing the field goal on that, I believe, is what it was. And that could have tied the ball game. We're in the, going into the halftime tie ball game. Thing. Yeah. And it just changed the, the psyche and the mental part of the uh, from our players. And, you know, we kind of pushed that all, all week long on them. And going after that game, at the end of it, you could see the kids were heartbroken on that one. But going in the next game, where Scott County had already demolished them, it was like, oh, you know, it was trying to get right. these kids, hey, you know, it's it's not so much about the score right now. It's about how we're going to go out there and we're going to compete. Right. Um, so you talk about, you know, you talk about getting these guys ready for this season. They've got new opponents this season. Is there something that you've brought to the football team or has the football team actually brought something to you to say, all right, we're going in. We're going in this season hyped. Is there anything different that you've done this season to say, you know what, you know, we're gonna do, we're gonna do a little something different? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I think I talked about last time I was here about the the uh, leadership council that we right. have, and they've gone through and kind of we said, you know, what do we need to do to prepare for a game on game day? Sure. And so we sat down and we spent uh, a couple days of about two hours each day that we did it about what do you want your pregame to look like? Yeah. What music do you want on your pregame? Um, and so they we talked about a lot of different things. We've got a plan in place now. We've uh, talked to everybody that's uh, um, part of it up there. We've got the new uh, Mr. Rollins up there with the new band director. Yeah. He's got them sounding good, let me tell you that. If you've not had a chance to, to listen, listen to them. But their drum line's pretty good right now. I've had an issue with the band for a long time, and – my daughter came to me the other day after cheerleading practice and went, something's different. I went, what? He went, I said, I saw his picture on the, he said, she said, listen, something's different. I, we can hear the music that we're supposed to dance to. We're supposed to do you know, certain cheers to and whatnot. Something's different and it sounds really good. And it's just so she, she noticed uh, that something was going on. Yeah. And it's, they, they had a, a whole week of a drum camp. Uh, and so we got to hear it all week long, and it was, it was compared to last year. I mean, it's it's not even comparison. Of nice, that. you know, we Good. got uh, Miss Rollins there. He has got a expectation level on these kids, and so he wants to be part of the football game as well. Which awesome. We didn't have last year, right? You know, right, they, right. they some of the games weren't even there, uh, and he he wants to have a time set aside where he can do something in pregame too. Uh, so we had some time to be able to get it to where he's going to have his pregame routine. With uh, the band doing all that stuff too, so nice. Uh, so, he wanted to be part of when we come on the field. So it's has he and you and and the players worked with the Blue Crew also and, and got new plans in place with them. So uh, we've not actually had the, the teams together and all that stuff with the Blue Crew, okay. Blue Crew, but we do have uh, Miss Tibbs, <laughs> lovely Miss Tibbs. She's going to take care of uh, the Blue Crew this year, and we've been working on some of that stuff. Nice. Uh, I'm hoping. I've asked to see maybe if we get some kazoo's. Because okay. if the whole student uh, section there has kazoo's, and you know how annoying that could be. Uh, you give a high school kid a kazoo, and you give 200 of them kazoo's. You right. Know? It just it's noise. It's and noise. It's, I can already hear my wife complaining. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing down there? 
Uh, I'm just trying to create a generate some buzz, right? Yeah, right. Excitement. Yeah, absolutely. It's well, not just a football game, but it's a it's an entertainment uh, uh, event as well. And, and here's the biggest question: Are we coming out to enter Sandman, or are we going into the fourth <laughs> quarter with jump around? I, that's the question. Which one are we? Doing? <laughs> uh, we've we've got some some special things. He's like, yeah, uh, I I gonna show you my whole hand. <laughs> you know, I, I think I saw something on Facebook just a little bit you ago. Be here Saturday yeah, night. Y'all don't want to learn this. Uh, Learn this uh, intro song. So I saw that on Facebook. Yep. Well, we do have the, the band's going to be doing something for us when we take the field. We've got a nice little uh, nice. Um, some things that are going to happen that uh, kind of get that psyche of the players up on that. Uh, I mean, we can feel the energy coming off of you, Coach. Well, I mean, yeah. it's awesome. I, I agree. And everything, 100%. every situation, we're going to have music for too. That's awesome. So when there's, you know, a, when we're uh, kicking off, uh, it's uh, uh, it's a party. Right. You know, oh, okay. have that going on. Uh, anytime that there's a third down, you know, we're going to have a special song for that. And it's, you know, everything that situation. Uh, last year it was like the, the gong or whatever, like the Undertaker well, bell. Well, whatever and, you we know, had. third down. And, and this is, and, you know, this goes back to you actually had a chance to put your touch on everything and, yeah. and not come in. Because because when did you come in last year? Uh, I came in in January the year before. Okay, so, so I, was, I was there for a little bit, but you know, but not. I mean, you're still you, the new guy. You don't know what to expect right. and how every how everything's run. Right, and you know they but say I'm, it's yours, but you have to follow all the rules and right. all the traditions that they have too but, and all that stuff. But too. so so this is the first like you've had a full year now. And you've really got to you know we should start seeing your handprints all because again it is you know we involve band and we got cheerleaders, but. We're there for the football game, you know, and yep, and, yep. and but all those components work together for the whole for for the whole experience. Yes. So it's you know, it, like they said, it 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 is fun for me to sit here and watch how excited you're getting talking about it. You're like, yeah, man, we got something special planned here, and you know, <laughs> when this happens, we got something planned there, and then you know, I want kazoo's, and it's like, as a kid in high school who got thrown out of all kinds of athletic games. <laughs> I would have been all. I know that surprises both of you all. Not at all. I would have been all about it. J- just wait for our first score. Okay. Okay. Just well, wait for our first score. And, and you know, it's <coughs> it, it's one of those things that you know. We, what do we? What have we based this show on from day one? Neil? Emotion. Emotion. Right. I got the goosies over here <laughs> sitting here talking about this because I mean we all love football and and to me. There is nothing better than high school football. I love I love watching high school football. I love watching good high school football. Right? No, nobody nobody likes to see sixty to nothing blowouts or anything like that because it's just not fun for anybody. It's not even fun for the team scoring sixty points. I promise you, it's no, not. It's not. Um, and and I I I'm excited. Um, and it's like one of those like I got. My youngest is out of the house now. She just went off to college, so I plan on being at, at all these home <laughs> games. So that that's my plan right now, and and I think we're not making any promises, but we would love to be able to to get an opportunity or two this year to be able to go live while we're at the at the the games or something. And we may try to work that out for yeah, Saturday yeah. night. Austin's already told us that we can he'll set us up wherever we want to go. So that sounds good. We'd we'll love to have you out there. See if we can get to get that done, but that that'll be. That'll be fun if we can get do that, and I, I'm excited. I really am, and hopefully, you know, it's it's been a hot minute since we've won one of these rec balls, right? Uh, well, I think uh, I know the last two, maybe the last three, they've not won. So. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be exciting if that, we can get that off on the right that, foot. That's the plan. Is did you purposely want McGoffin County for that game? I did. I reached out to them to to their coach, uh, uh, Coach DeRossett, and you know. Since there's some ties there, you know, and my dad's, it makes you know, sense. he's always on the sidelines there. You'll see him down there as well. Yeah. And you guys saw him at baseball at those games too. So, uh, you know, just one of those things that, you know, my first time that I could actually set up the schedule and bring a, a team in, I was like, that's a team I'd like to have in. You know, yeah. They've never played in it before. And it's, you know, it, it is a prestigious bowl. You know, yeah. there's so many other bowls that, and everybody's talking about, oh, this bowl, Douglas was playing in that bowl, the Rafferty's bowl and all that stuff. But this They're is They're going longest, to Canton. Yeah, they are yeah. going to up yeah. there. Uh, this is one of the longest running bowls. Yeah. And so I wanted to find somebody who was, you know, excited to be in the rec bowl, yeah. not just, oh, we're going to go play in the rec bowl. Yeah. So how far drive is McGoffin County? Uh, from here, if I'd say about an hour and 35 minutes. Okay. Not too bad. What's the city seat of McGoffin County? Salyersville. Salyersville. I was, I was thinking exactly the same thing. So 
because that's I'm not great with the whole counties, but you tell me what the city right. seat is, right. and I know yeah, it's yeah, we could go upriver, and that's Royalton. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm the same way. It's like what, what's the I, I lived at Fur Middle Fork. Okay. It's far middle fork, but it's not pronounced no, that it's way. No, it's fur. Fur middle fork. Yeah. We lived up a holler, up a holler, up a holler, up a holler, up a holler. Right. <laughs> yep. Up a holler. <laughs> um, so it's an all-day culmination, all-day event culminating in the football game. Uh, we talked to Austin about that. So everybody that can come out, please come out. There's events the all more, day long. There's events all day long. Have we talked about all those events? Yes. I mean, there's. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about with Austin Louis. There's a... Uh, it starts out with I mean, a girls' uh, soccer game. Uh-uh. No, no. no. Track Park your brakes. Tra- it starts with cross-country yep. on the warpath. You're right. I'm sorry about that. It starts with cross-country on the warpath. Yeah. You're not disrespecting the, war the cross-country You're right about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> then the girls' soccer game. Then uh, There's a volleyball Mc- game Mc- in there. McNabb girls basketball. Yeah. All three. Volleyball. Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Boys soccer. And then and the, the football game. The, the basketball team, they're playing in the arena, I believe I saw. So, yeah, the middle middle school uh, basketball is playing the arena. Yeah. 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 So, if you have the opportunity, please go out and support it. Yeah. Check it out. Get get on campus for, you know, as much as you can on Saturday for sure. And, uh, you know, look for us. Hopefully, I plan on being a couple of the different events throughout the day. So, I have one more question since we've kind of culminated with the uh, Rec Bowl and whatnot and the season and getting it going. I I want your take on something. Um, So, recently – if, if if there's been a lot of people on Facebook that have seen things about Parson Rec and them going to flag football uh, up to fifth grade, so and you know we talked <laughs> the look on coaches' faces are like I knew this. Was we talked to Austin, um, and Austin Austin was for it. You know he 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 put a good uh, he put an, a good understanding behind it for his understanding. Um, I just wanted to get your take about it. So I was in, in one of the meetings, and, and they asked me what I thought. And my whole thing is, this is the way I look at it is, mm-hmm. I want players to play when they get to high school. That's gotcha. my whole objective. Sure. Is when they get to become a freshman, they want to play football. Mm-hmm. And everybody's path is different. And so and I, left, I kind of left it at that. I, they asked about some of the stuff about um, injuries and all that stuff and what's safer. And to me, it was about creating a passion for a sport and with tackle some kids want to play tackle yeah the majority of them probably don't um and having an opportunity for kids to do something they want to try to learn about and play Mm -hmm. uh, i'm for anything you know and uh the way even my kids grew up playing flag football uh my my two daughters did as well too so right yeah uh you know it's one of those things where it's it's teaches a lot of fundamentals um so there's a lot of positive things about uh having the flag football and you know i, I hear on the other side about oh, i want my kid to play tackle which is okay you huh. know but you know that's not the ma- majority of what everybody thinks about so it's one of those that you know trying to find the the middle road between i guess because at the end of the day it's all about does that kid want to continue to play when they get to middle school when they get to high school right um well let me ask you this question as uh, as somebody who never played football because I didn't want to get hit, I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I didn't want the nothing about getting just slammed. It was like, yep, that's what I want to do. Now, I would like to hit you, but I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. Um, and I, that's not how that's not how football works, especially at an early age, right? What's the what's so? And you may not even know. Are there numbers differences of kids who play come out for freshman football that played flag football up until sixth grade, as opposed to tackle football up until sixth grade? I mean, do, do does the percentages change drastically? I, I don't really know what the stats are. I do know that uh, um, of this year, I've got over ten kids that did not play uh, in in the junior pro. Uh, and not even in middle school. Right. That they did not play until they got to, to high school. Um, so it, everybody's growth in the sport is going to be at a different age. Right. And right. so and that's kind of why I'm, I'm I want to push that whatever opportunity they get to play football. Right. Let's let's do that. And so it's it's, it's not as much a them. participation. I mean, you want as many people signed up as possible, but you want them to you want them to be able to get into the game, see if they really love it. 
and continue on down the road that way. I mean, uh, and I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about in general. I'm going to talk about like travel baseball and softball. Right. Oh, I see it. I've been part of it. Yeah. And I see these parents that, you know, we call it, we call it tent city where the parents are out there and they're doing all all stuff all day long and they're pushing their kid. And they played as a seventh, uh, seven year old, eight year old, nine year old. They get 10 or 11. They're done. The kid doesn't want to Because it's not fun anymore. Because it's been pushed on them Mm. so much. Uh, so it's one of those that, you know, I'm one of those believers in try as many sports as you can. And as when you go through that, you're going to figure out what you have a passion for. Well, uh, and- so my oldest daughter, uh, for example, uh, she did football. She did soccer. Uh, she did softball. She did basketball. And all of a sudden, when she got to middle school, she picked up a volleyball. And then all of a sudden, you could see a spark in her eyes there. And, all, you know, she kind of gave up on those other sports but she still did softball and, and and all that stuff but when she got to high school she said nope i'm gonna be uh a volleyball player right and and i was okay with that uh because growing up she played she went from one sport to the next to the next yeah. now we we had, were fortunate enough that we grew up when my wife uh was working at the ymca and all of our sports were run through a ymca and every eight weeks there was a different sport right and so it, gotcha. those kids had an opportunity to try out as many things as possible. Right. And up there, there wasn't all this travel stuff that they're doing uh, around this area and all stuff in the south that, hey, eight weeks, you're done on the next thing. Right. And then, So, well, let me ask you this. Part of the problem, too, I imagine, is I like football. I know a little bit about football. Obviously, you had to clarify. I didn't think if you threw it behind the line of scrimmage, <laughs> it, it was rushing yards. So, I, so obviously, I don't know. I think I know more than I really do. <laughs> but I, I think about myself, and I'm like, you probably don't want me coaching a kid how to properly tackle somebody. I mean, so is the like the coaching education, do you think that plays part into the reason to play flag football up until middle school? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it does. Uh, you know, I – I've seen all the leagues, and they have the, the heads-up tackling and all that stuff, and the, the head coaches have to get certified yeah. in t- teaching the pr- proper way to tackle. Right. Um, and so every and everybody's different. I'm going to say that. You know, it, like our around here we were uh, with the Parks and Recs, and we were in a league with uh, other teams. Yeah. Uh, it's Scott County where I came from. It was Scott County, yeah. and it was just Scott County Youth Football. And they didn't play anybody else or anything like that. They just – they would draft teams uh, when they – when they were younger, they would have a. It was I think it was seven on seven or eight on eight, and it was a very small, modified field, and they'd have ten kids on a team. Right. Everybody had to play. Right. And it wasn't like when they got to eleven on eleven, there were sixteen kids on a team. So there was mandatory times uh, plays that they had to get in the game and all that stuff. So uh, you know, there's a kind of a difference of how you want to. You know, what's the ultimate goal of that program? Right. Uh, you know, I think, unfortunately, around here, we just don't have the numbers for that to, to be able to happen. To, so you have to go into a league. And then then you're kind of forced into that more competitive nature uh, because of, you know, that's what it is. Right. And so, you know, you are you end up playing with uh, one team. Right. And if you have 40 kids on it and you're competing, some of those kids may never get a snap the whole entire year. So it's, it's one of those things that's – a catch twenty two, basically. Now, did you said your you said your daughter played football? Mm-hmm. Uh, was that in Scott County or was that elsewhere? It was up in New York. Okay, so in New York, it was flag football, right? Yes. Uh, until what grade? Uh, fourth grade. Fourth grade. Okay. Yep. Fourth grade was the first year they did it. Okay. Uh, now, personally, I didn't play tackle football until sixth grade. Okay. Um, and, you know, it was just one of those things. And, I mean, that, you've been pretty good. You've been pretty successful. <laughs> I thought I had a pretty good career going on. But, you know, uh, and, you know, when we were at Scott County, my, my son started playing at the, the second grade. Yeah. Okay. So now, all of a sudden, in third grade, he slows down and somebody decides to speed up. And all of a sudden, boom, he gets a helmet to the, the leg. He's got a broken leg. He's out for the, almost the whole year on that stuff. Yeah. So, it was, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's right. It's a it's a hard thing for, you know, people to kind of come together and say, this is what I want, this is what I want. Right. So, Well, and, and we asked that question to Austin last week. That was the thing because one of the arguments has been, well, they need to learn how to tackle as soon as possible. And Austin's response to that was, well, as a former football coach, you have to teach, you have to reteach tackling every year. 
So it's not like it's not like they're gonna they're gonna be tackling as a sophomore what they learned in the third grade. Wait, you mean yeah. to tell me coach gets kids as a freshman, sophomore, junior that maybe that don't know how to tackle? That that I'm sure that happens. What that is, that is the case. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's it's that's part of you know with the high school is right. today we spent 15 minutes we had our three tackling stations every group went for five minutes at it and we we get a lot of reps at it yeah and it's not you know full go tackle everybody to the ground it's about form and technique right. um and so that's that's a big thing for it so you got to drop your hips and you got to keep your your uh, chin up and you got to shoot your hands back and then when you get on contact you got to roll the hips you got to shoot your hands and you're going to put your ball the head on the on the ball or on the side that they're running mm-hmm. to uh, you're not putting the, your head directly in the middle of the numbers like it used to be taught right, and all right. that stuff. So, um, and then that goes to what you asked before about the the coaches mm-hmm. at the younger level. It's uh, they have to spend a lot of time uh, and learn and be able to evaluate what kids are doing to make sure that they're doing it safely. Right. I know that Austin said, you know, at, at sixth grade, it's required um, that they that they reteach tackling. Um, so. You were talking about you. You all were doing tackling drills even with your high school team just today, yeah. and we'll continue to do that. Do you do you try to roll that over into or talk to any of the McNabb group um, and and say, "Here's what I'm thinking." You know, this is what I would like to see when it when it comes up towards high school, and then just you know they they've got their the, their program and their teaching. But have, are you trying to yeah we're trying to work together a little bit on that you know and try to you know. I talked to them last year about saying, okay, let's try to do some of the similar stuff. Uh, and they started doing it, and we started changing some things. So it was like, you know what? You do what you need to do, yeah. but here's the terminology. Right. That's, that's right. the key. Yeah. Yeah. The terminology. Right. So when we say a three technique, uh, and then we get their first practice, we say someone line up a three tech, and nobody knows what's going on. That means we weren't, right. weren't okay. teaching what we needed to do. You know. So that's, that's what we're talking about when we talk about uh, – being able to go from middle school to high school and having that terminology. So when we start talking as coaches, they know what we're talking about. Right. Got you. And, you know, when it's formations, they'll learn that. Sure. Uh, All right. So last question for you, coach, before we wrap up here, 10 games on the season. I'm not asking any kind of specific, but what's a couple of the goals for the team this year? Do, Do, I mean, what would be like the big goal? I mean, to win as many games as possible, or tear down the goalpost at Kroger Field. <laughs> uh, you know, the the big goal. One of the things I talked to them when I when I first took over this job, I came here to to go for a state championship. Um, so you know, the beginning of the year, we'll talk about it. That's, yeah, that's our go- ultimate goal. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. We won't talk about that again. Because it, it, it's doesn't matter. Right. It's all about the short term goals. Making sure you're, they're hearing me talking about one and zero, one and zero. Win today. Win this play. Win today. Uh, win this game, and then it'll start to – the small victories equal a lot more victories. But if you have one big goal and you have a misstep, then it just throws your whole, you know, sense of everything out of, out of, out of whack. So for us, it's about taking the steps and, and taking care of the day, yeah. taking care of this play, be one and up. You know, that sounds a little familiar, doesn't it, guys? It does. Because when we started this podcast, we had this great big goal, Right. And then it's all of a sudden it's like let's win Montgomery County, and so that's you know that's I like that. That's a, is that like on a T-shirt? Win today? It should be. No, we don't have our our, our theme for this year is earn it. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Players came up with that. That you know nothing's given. Yeah, we have to go earn it every single time that we take a rep, every uh, game that we go to, every practice we're part of. We need to make sure that uh, we're going to earn it. Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of talk about uh, those those baby steps, and you, you have that goal at the end. Well, you think about if you have 100 stairs in front of you, you're going to have to take one of those steps every time. And some people are going to, the third or fourth step, are going to have to take a break and then go a little more. Uh, but you're not doing all those steps in one bound. Right. You know, unless you're... Oh, where's my comment, guys? Superman. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I was going to let the old guys see if they could get it and... I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Leaps tall buildings in a single bound. Nah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Straight over. <laughs> Superman just went over my head. So, well, anyways, Coach, uh, we appreciate you again for, for coming on the show again. We're super excited about the season and, um, and game one coming up. And, 
obviously we want to try to have you back on throughout the season see how see how uh things are going and uh you know who knows maybe in 10 11 weeks we're headed to kroger field for that state title right maybe that's what our plan is all right john real quick yes sir don't we want to name our athlete of the week do we know that yes go for it so we're hoping it's going to be a football player here soon but this past week we had a young lady on the lady indian soccer team score six goals in a single game if you score six goals in a single game that pretty much makes you athlete of the week. That's she a double hat herself? trick right there. That's a double hat trick. Her teammate actually had a hat trick too. They scored nine goals. Maybe no, it, ten goals. They scored ten. Nine of them were scored by two players. That's impressive. But Miss Allison Stegall scored six goals against Harrison nice. County. She is this week's Kim Soft Athlete of the Week. Congratulations, Allison. And we learned a lesson last week, right? Don't put a challenge out to these athletes if we don't want them to, all right. to come back because – you know, you put the challenge out for the girls' golf team to go defend their title at Mason County, and not 15 minutes after the tournament's over with, we're getting text messages and phone calls going, uh, we defended the title, so the girls are expecting something from you guys. <laughs> and uh, Neil goes out on, on Facebook and, and does like a video congratulation to them. So that was pretty awesome. And I know we're going to have the cheerleaders and the coach on here before long. I've already heard that um, – Delaney is going to be challenging uh, something with the cheerleaders coming up too. Oh, don't worry, I've been I mean, I've been thinking. We'll have to make her a co-host, and as many times as she's been on here. <laughs> I mean, you know, coach. So if you want to go tell you tell you tell your quarterback, tell your wide receiver, you know, he go out and you know go for two fifty and three scores. We might listen. The him. last time we had you on, we knew we found out that Jamin knew all about it. So. Oh, yeah, they do. They know all about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's exciting. You're learning more about it now you're hearing some of the other sports talk about it. Yeah. Right, right. And, and hey, that's what we wanted, right? I mean, we we love the fact that, that these kids are talking about it. And I'm telling you, it was so cool to get a phone call from Spoonamore going, get your recorder ready or whatever you got to do because my girls took the title down. So that was cool. Even – like I had parents texting me going, they won, they defended the title, and I, that's so cool. That, that's what we want. And, you know, speaking of, next time, if you want to bring a couple of guys with you, you're more than welcome to do that. We can get them on here and talk talk football as well. So. Definitely will. We'll get some of those kids. Uh, yeah. Some of them will talk about a lot. Some of them will sit here and look at the microphone like it's uh, <laughs> staring at For an object. I, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right, guys. Well, there you have it for this week's edition of – from Corner to Corner's Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. If you haven't already, go out and give us a like on Facebook. Also, remember to promote our Coaches Corner show and our Athlete of the Week. Our community, our teams, our coaches, and our students, they deserve it. We will catch you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.